Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. This is our weekly MLB Power Rankings show where we'll break down my MLB Power Rankings that go up on NBC Sports Edge every Tuesday. Um, I'm Drew Silva. Joining me here and every week throughout the regular season is Janice Scurrio. Uh, Welcome in, Janice. And actually, instead of asking you to give me the best thing you saw over the last week, we're going to switch it up a bit. And I want to know what you're most looking forward to this week. So throwing you a little bit of a curveball. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to make that last minute adjustment and try to make contact with that curveball. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so I've got a handful of things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, one thing is uh, Mike Trout returned to the Angels lineup today uh, after being hit with a pitch on the elbow on last Thursday. Uh, so he's currently in the Angels lineup. Uh, he's currently batting third, and so far he's gone three for three tonight with two RBI. So definitely great uh, to see him back into form. Uh, as for some matchups that I'm looking forward to, so on Tuesday the Mariners are going to face the Astros. Uh, the Mariners are a great story because they're currently second place in the AL West. They're currently 13 and nine. Uh, the Astros are 10 and 11, so not too far behind. Uh, so starting for the Mariners is Marco Gonzalez. Uh, so he's been a mixed bag. Uh, He's a one in two on the season with a 604 ERA. I was very high on him to begin the year, uh, but I also think he's had some tough luck too. Uh, his last start was pretty solid. On Tuesday, he tossed seven innings of one run ball in a tough luck loss versus the Dodgers. I feel as if we hadn't haven't seen his best yet. Uh, so for the Astros, uh, the Astros have a uh, Christian Javier. Uh, he's currently two and zero with a 132 ERA uh, on the season. Uh, and again on t- on Wednesday. Uh, the Tigers are facing uh, my White Sox. Uh, so top prospect Casey Mize is pitching for the Tigers. He's currently one in two with a 525 ERA uh, going up against Carlos Radon. Yes, I am talking about Carlos Radon again. He's had a very great start to the season. He's currently three and O with a uh, 0.47 ERA. Uh, so Mize has been roughed up in his last two starts, uh, he, but he held up well against the Astros on April, tw- April 12th. So uh, that Tigers White Sox matchup should be a good one to see. Yeah, I agree with you on on Marco Gonzalez. I think he's going to be a, a whole lot better moving forward. I tried to pick out one thing, and uh, Padres left-hander Ryan Weathers is is making his third career major league start this Wednesday against the Diamondbacks. He moved into that Padres rotation after they they suffered some injuries 
Um, and he's thrown nine and a third scoreless innings with nine strikeouts and only two hits allowed through his first two turns as a starter. Uh, seventh overall pick in, I believe, the 2018 MLB draft had only reached low A ball before this year, obviously, because there were no minor leagues in 2020. Um, so kind of flown under the radar on that Padres team, but they've needed him. And it, it's looking like he could be a, a big piece of that rotation moving forward. Only 21 years old, um, electric stuff for for a young guy who could just kind of slide in there as that number five starter. Um yeah, before we continue and get to the rankings, a, a special offer here for our listeners. Use promo code BASES10 for 10% off any premium subscription at NBC Sports Edge Plus. It can be either monthly or annual, and for any tier, not only do you get access to the baseball season tools, but your subscription also covers NBA, NHL, and NFL content. Uh, so it's a great value and can help you if you play just baseball or if you have your hand in all sports. So remember, it's promo code BASES10. You can go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash premium to get started. Also, download the app, uh, the NBC Sports Edge app, all the player news that Janice and I and our whole crew of writers stay up all day and all night writing, uh, game, re- game recaps, injury news, all the, all the transactions that are fit to print, the simple layout on the app I love, the ability to track your players, track your teams. It's all there with none of the fluff. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N dot com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Let's get to the rankings. We're going to stick with uh, last week's format, hitting on all the teams in the top five, and then discussing the three biggest risers and three biggest fallers from last week to this week. If you want rankings and individual observations on all 30 teams, look for the column every Tuesday at NBC Sports Edge. Um, I go in depth or or relatively in depth, like a a large paragraph on on each and every team, even even the guys at the the bottom, um, even the Pirates and the Rockies and um, the Orioles and the Rangers and and all those other clubs. All right, uh, let's do this. Janice, what, what is my top five this week? Let's start with number one. Yeah, I want to begin by saying I really like your top five this week. I, I approve. Yeah, uh, well, you, you know, we're this this will be my week four power rankings, so it's starting to to settle into where 
I feel a little bit better about it. I, I don't, I didn't want to overreact. I mean, and, and people get mad at me on Twitter for, for not having the Mariners and the Red Sox in my top five after three weeks. And it's just, it's kind of silly, but yeah, let's, let's get into it. People mad on Twitter. Never. <laughs> I know. Right. Shock. Well, shocker. Yeah. So at number one, uh, you've got the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so I wrote a little note on Kenley Jansen, who owned, who who earned his fourth and fifth save this week on Tuesday versus Seattle, and again on Saturday versus San Diego. Uh, so uh, he's been looking great so far uh, this season. Uh, so yeah, I, I really liked what I've seen out of Kenley. Uh, yeah, and just that whole Dodgers team uh, has just continued to uh, to dominate. Yeah. Kenley, man, I, I I was ready to write him off, and you know maybe by the end of the year, well, it'll be a different discussion. But he looks great. He's hitting velocities that he hasn't hit in a long time. Um, in that final year of his contract there in Los Angeles, the Dodgers did drop three of four to the division rival Padres over the weekend, but you know still hold the best winning percentage in the majors right now at six eighty two. They're playing the Reds on Monday night, so I, I guess that could change. Highest run differential right now at plus thirty two. Um, again, at least as we record here on Monday, David Price suffered a, a grade two hamstring strain in Sunday's series finale versus San Diego, but he had been working as a reliever. Um, and, and the Dodgers' five primary starting pitchers have a combined 2.52 ERA and 155 strikeouts through 135 and two-third innings. So it's it's not like they even really needed David Price. Gavin Lux is back from the 10-day injury list, got activated on Monday. Um, missed exactly 10 days with, with a minor wrist issue. Cody Bellinger is going to be a little while longer still as he recovers from that hairline fracture in his left fibula, but he's he said to, yeah, yeah, yeah what well, he like started to swing a bat at least. Um, I, I think he said it's like kind of, it's a weight bearing issue. So he's not sure if he's going to be able to play the field yet. Um, and with no DH, I think it's just going to, it might be a, a couple more weeks or maybe around 10 days. We talk about the depth on this Dodgers team every week we do this show, but you know the way they can navigate losing key players for stretches of time, that, that depth has been tested a bit out of the gate, but yeah, for the most part, all is well in L.A. Right. So uh, at number two, also holding a uh, a pattern this week are the San Diego Padres, uh, whom you mentioned, uh, took two out of three uh, from the Dodgers over the weekend. Uh, so my well, my weekly mention of Fernando Tatis Jr. will uh, rise once again. Uh, so on April 23rd uh, was Tat Tat Tatis Day. Uh, he essentially uh, hit uh, uh, two home runs that day, uh, as his father did. I think it was like, like what, 13 years ago? I'm not good at math. Sounds about right. Sounds yeah. About right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, then uh, Tatis also covered his eye after uh, taking Trevor Bauer deep on Saturday, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, Bauer said he was all for it and then uh, accused Tatis of stealing signs. So a little bit of a mixed message there. Uh, but anyway, uh, when it comes to Dodgers Padres, uh, there, there's, there's no boredom. Like you, you will always get some, some type of enjoyment from watching that series. Yeah. Tatis had five home runs in, in the final three games of that four game set. So I, I expressed a lot of concern about um, how, the, how short his stay was on the injured list with that shoulder oh. dislocation, partial labrum tear, but he's making me look pretty silly so far. Again, I, I stress that I'm not a doctor. I just, I was just worried about it. So hopefully he can play through it the rest of the way. Um, Denelson Lamette made it just 29 pitches into his 2021 debut last Wednesday against the, the Brewers before re-aggravating his throwing arm, which is you know not good in the short term or long term. But I mentioned Ryan Weathers at the, at the top of the show. 
has filled in nicely. Um, and the Dodgers, again, yeah, they rallied to, to kind of take care of, of the division rival defending World Series champion Dodgers between Thursday and Sunday and a big comeback win in that series finale. And yeah, I mean, Tatis looks, looks great. Not so much in the field though. I believe he's already up to, to nine errors. Um, yeah, the errors were a bit of a concern for me, but otherwise yeah. he looks fantastic though. Yep. Yep. All right. Number three, who do we and- have? Number three. So uh, they just recently uh, had a, a winning streak snapped uh, that uh, was incredibly impressive to me. Uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, so Jed Lowry in particular has been looking pretty great. Uh, he's 37, uh, has a 367 on base percentage uh, coming into a Sunday, uh, 874 OPS through 79 plate appearances. Uh, so yeah, the A's are absolutely impressive. Yeah, 13 straight wins, finally snapped by the Orioles on, on Sunday in an 8-1 loss. Uh, they kind of got held in check by John Means, who has been terrific out of the gate this season. But yeah, if you rattle off 13 straight wins, you're, you're going to climb in, in my power rankings up from a number six overall ranking last week. They began the year 0-6, which is easy to forget about now. They've gone 14-2 and since pending Monday night's game against the Rays. That one's probably about to wrap up. That was another win for the A's, so they're back on track. They're back um, on track. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Matt Olson has been a monster. Um, entering play on Monday, a 319, 392, 638 batting line with six home runs and 17 RBIs in 19 games. Um, and you mentioned Jed Lowry, um, somehow an ageless wonder, as long as he's wearing an A's uniform and not a Mets uniform. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Chapman will hopefully get it going at some point soon. I, I kind of expected a slow start from him coming off hip labrum surgery. Um, hips are important to baseball defensively and offensively. Um, and I think it's just going to take him a, a little while to get back. He's still one of the, the best overall players in baseball when you factor in the offense and defense. I think he's going to be fine. Sean Murphy, too. Um, this lineup it can be a lot better than it's been. Some slow starts in there. But, yeah, to, to win 13 straight and I guess 14 of their last 15 now is pretty impressive. And the same goes for the, the starting rotation. Um, they can be better than they've been, which is it's just all it's crazy to say, given that you know, they just won 13 straight. Um, Sean Manias struck out six batters over five innings of one run ball Monday night at Tampa Bay. He now has a 1.50 ERA over his last four starts since struggling on opening day against the Astros. Uh, so they get him going. They get Jesus Lazardo going, Chris Bassett, uh, Cole Irvin. Um, I think that that rotation will be really good in the long run and and players like Matt Chapman, you know, he's not going to be a 400 OPS kind of guy the rest of the way. Cool. All right. So moving on to number four, uh, my personal favorite uh, spot in your rankings uh, are the White Sox who have risen from the eighth spot last week. Uh, So yesterday, uh, Michael Kopech in a spot start after Lucas Giolito was pushed back uh, due to a cut on his middle finger, uh, went five innings, uh, 10 strikeouts. Uh, so uh, he's been really fantastic uh, in that swing man role. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, he's definitely earned a spot in the, the White Sox rotation. I know they want to give Dylan Cease a little bit more of a chance to prove himself, but uh, in, in my biased opinion, I, I really think Kopech uh, sh- should take that spot in the rotation. Uh, Yermin Mercedes, again, Evergreen has been doing fantastic. Um, as uh, as of Sunday, uh, his batting average leads the major leagues at 424. Um, how eph- ephemeral that that can be, uh, that might not be the case any 
anymore. But uh, yeah, he's got five games uh, so far with three or more hits. Uh, also, too, Yoan uh, Moncada is is back pretty much. Uh, so on Friday, he went three for four with a home run. He drew a walk with three RBI. Uh, also, too, Jose Abreu's bat is waking up as well. Uh, so it looks as if uh, things are firing on, a, on all cylinders uh, for the White Sox again. Yeah, I feel like when I've when we've done these power ranking shows, you were you were kind of questioning how high I would have the White Sox, and finally, <laughs> finally this week you're you're kind of in agreement, and you, you pretty much took all of my analysis here for this team. I was going to ask you though, um, Lance Lynn. I, I guess Kopech has kind of been filling that Lance Lynn spot, um, mm-hmm. who's on the injured list with the trapezius muscle injury, um, and I agree with Kopech. He he. Looks brilliant. What a, a 172 ERA, 27 to four strikeout to walk ratio through 15 and two thirds innings. Um, but if Lynn's going to return possibly as soon as this weekend against the Indians, do you have a read on what Kopech's role will be when that happens? Like they probably want to watch his workload. Kopech's, I mean, of course, not Lynn's. Um, do, do you think they push him back into sort of like a, a piggyback long relief? Maybe he piggybacks with Dylan Cease. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was hoping like maybe you had some some thoughts or some opinion or insight on that. Yeah, I think uh, the patience uh, with Dylan C's has, has grown thin. Um, I, maybe I am speaking of my own experience, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think I would like the Dylan Cease ex- experiment to end uh, soon if he can't uh, throw strikes. Essentially, he has he has a really hard time uh, commanding uh, his fastball in particular. Uh, so I feel as if uh, he if, if he does not get that under wraps, uh, then I can see uh, Michael Kopech uh, taking his spot in the rotation. Uh, again, uh, workload is a, a huge concern. So maybe to, to start off, I can see some pity, piggyback starts and then maybe uh, just just a full a full start uh, perhaps perhaps within, uh, I don't know, the next week, the next yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, they've given him some shortened starts so far, like yeah, 10 strikeouts and only five innings uh, the other day against the Rangers. And sometimes these questions are just like solved on their own, you know, like yeah, we're, we're talking about this right now. Where, where is Kopech going to be in a week? Well, maybe they really are going to need him in the rotation in a week, even with Lynn back. So um, we'll address that on next week's show and then see what's going on with Kopech. Absolutely. All right, so moving on to number five, uh, you've got the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Friday, uh, a player that I will always talk about, uh, Jacob deGrom, uh, he uh, went two for four at the plate with an RBI double, two runs scored, awesome. Uh, we love pitchers who rake around here. Uh, and he also struck out a career-high 15 batters uh, and shut out the Nationals, too. Uh, so uh, his numbers have been absolutely ridiculous, too. Uh, so through uh, through yesterday, uh, he's got a point three one thirty one ERA uh, in twenty nine innings. Uh, so fantastic! Yeah, and more strikeouts through four starts than any pitcher in MLB history with fifty. Um, Degrom has been incredible. Is it problematic to leave the Mets in the top five with only a nine and eight record? Possibly, but again, we're talking about 17 games, which is, I don't know, not like a, you know, just over a tenth of the season. Um, and I, I, Francisco Lindor is not going to be this bad for very much longer. He's going to get going at some point. He's currently batting 210 with a 599 OPS through 75 plate appearances, one homer, no stolen bases in 17 games. Again, though, it's 17 games. I'm not too worried about it. They've got a tough stretch coming up, though, the Mets. 
Uh, two against the Red Sox beginning on Tuesday, three at Philadelphia, four at St. Louis. Uh, so we'll get a, a read soon enough on, on whether they really deserve to be a top five team. And you know, they could be a team that, that falls a bit or, or rises a bit coming to uh, the week five power rankings. Yeah. Teams can rise, teams can fall. It's all very democratic around here. That's right. <laughs> all right. So let's get to your top risers for the week, Drew. All right. So uh, at number seven, uh, previously they were at number 11. Uh, you've got the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, they're currently 13 and eight right now. Uh, they swept the Padres last week without Yelich, uh, Kane, or Wong. Uh, so, uh, also too, Corey Ray made his major league debut for the uh, Brewers over this, over this weekend. I was really excited about that. Uh, the Brewers were able to take the, the series from the Cubs uh, this weekend. Uh, Corbin Burns coming into this night, uh, tonight, uh, had 49 strikeouts and was too shy of the record for more, for most strikeouts without a walk to start the season. Uh, he's not going to accomplish that tonight. Uh, he only went five innings. Uh, he struck out nine. Uh, he, uh, gave up five earned runs off eight hits tonight. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, the Brewers uh, seem as if uh, they're, they're on fire right now. Yeah. Christian Yelich is still on the injured list with that lingering back injury and doesn't seem to be get, getting any closer to returning as of Monday. He still wasn't doing any baseball related activities and you know, the Brewers lineup is not real intimidating without him. Uh, shout out to Omar Narvaez though, who's, who's off to a great start, but yeah, that rotation and, I'm going to have to update these numbers for my column on Tuesday. Like you mentioned, Corbin Burns was starting on Monday night against the Marlins, his worst outing of the year by far. Um, but entering play on Monday, the the Milwaukee rotation had a combined 2.22 ERA, by far the best in the majors, holding opposing hitters to a 181 batting average. And you mentioned the numbers with Burns, the history he's made, 49 strikeouts, zero walks to begin this season. Um, two away from from the record that Kenley Jansen set, I think, in 2017 with 51 strikeouts and zero walks uh, to begin the year. That year, Brandon Woodruff, 1.55 ERA, 34 strikeouts and 29 innings. Freddie Peralta, 2.45 ERA, 38 strikeouts and 22 innings. Adrian Hauser has been really good, too. Mm -hmm. um, I expect the NL Central to be a tight race all season. Some of these teams will, will see big rises from week to week, some of them big falls. It's it's going to be a dog fight. Um, like you mentioned, we're very democratic around here. Teams can move up, teams can move down. And it's just that kind of division where I don't really see any of these teams running away with it. You know, if, the Brewer, if the Brewers can maybe add another bat at or before the trade deadline, I'm thinking like Trevor Story or something, and, and that rotation is healthy. Maybe, they're, maybe they become the team to beat. Um, but I don't know they deserve a little bump in, in the, the this week's rankings, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to look at the NL Central every week because it's it's just a hard division to figure out. Absolutely. So let's go to your other riser, uh, pivoting from the NL Central back to the AL Central. Uh, you've got the first place Kansas City Royals. So right now they're at uh, number eight. Last week they're at 17. So uh, notable performances from Brady Singer this week. Uh, so on Wednesday went seven innings, uh, no runs, uh, three hits, uh, eight strikeouts. Salvador Perez has also been pretty fantastic as well. He went two for five on Wednesday with one RB. Yeah, the Royals were one of my biggest risers last week from 22 to 17. And yeah, now they go from 17 to the top 10 at number eight overall. Maybe that's a tad aggressive. I, I don't necessarily believe that this team is going to finish as a top 10 club, but 
given the struggles of, of some of the, the teams that I had around this area in my preseason rankings, sort of this middle ground, upper middle ground, it feels like another deserved bump for Kansas City that earned a, a 3-2 victory over the Tigers on Monday afternoon in Detroit, swept that four-game series against the Tigers, now have won five straight games, 10 of their last 13. Like you said, they sit in first place in the AL Central with the second-highest winning percentage in all of baseball, too, behind only, only the Dodgers. Um, would not have expected this kind of April for KC. Um, we haven't even seen Adalberto Modesi yet, who's still working through that oblique injury. At last check, wasn't even swinging a bat, so it's probably going to be another couple weeks for him. Andrew Benintendi hasn't done a whole lot. They've really dropped him down the lineup. Hunter Dozier has been pretty bad out of the gate. Um, but yeah, so for, for them to get off the, to the start that they've gotten off to with no Mondesi and with Dozier not really hitting and with you know that rotation being kind of okay, um, it's pretty impressive. And you know, the bullpen's been really good and Whit Merrifield has been Whit Merrifield. And you know, I, I like that lineup. I, and I didn't expect um, the pitching to hold up. I don't expect the pitching to hold up, like I said, but uh, right now they deserve to be in the top 10, which feels strange, but shout out to all my K KC peeps. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, I, I really expect that Kansas City will make the AL Central. Very interesting uh, for me in particular, a known White Sox fan. Yeah, may maybe they hover, you know, a, a little bit above 500 and, and sneak into the wild card mix. I don't I don't know if they're necessarily a challenger to the White Sox, but um, we'll find out <laughs> as, as we go through these weeks. I am all for it. Uh, let's go to your next riser. Uh, so at number 16, uh, last week they were number 20, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. So yesterday, my favorite Cardinal, uh, Jack Flaherty, went seven innings and gave up one run off three hits and no walks with six strikeouts. Uh, he looked really fantastic yesterday. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I, he's probably one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Uh, he's, he's just fun. Um, it helps that he's Lucas Giolito best friend uh but other than that uh yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and let you talk about your cardinals for a yeah yeah <laughs> um at, at the time of last week's rankings they'd only gotten two quality starts from their rotation both coming from flaherty um and then they promptly got a, basically a full rotation of quality starts however you feel about that stat it's you know still a decent barometer of of how your starters are doing and i think kwang young kim came one out short from it being an actual full rotation turn with all quality starts that was Friday against the Reds they still won that game and the lineup has clicked a whole lot better since Dylan Carlson moved up into the number two spot uh, Tyler O'Neill has flashed some power since returning from the injured list which helps extend the batting order Miles um, Michaelis could return at some point in early May it sounds like so the Cardinals are starting to turn things around a bit Paul Goldschmidt has a 633 OPS right now it might actually be even lower than that because they got shut out by the Phillies on Monday night um, but I wouldn't expect Goldschmidt to be that bad. His career OPS is 9-10. He's getting older, but even since joining St. Louis, playing in a, a pitcher-friendly park, his OPS is 8-18. I'd expect more in the high 700s, low 800 range. Um, Adam Wainwright pitched a, a nine-inning complete game and a loss on Monday night. Uh, his, yeah, his, his, the, the first time he's, he's done that uh, since his first career complete game back in August 2007 in, in a 2-1 loss to the Dodgers. Yikes. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, it was cool to learn a little bit about the Cardinals, um, the team that I don't pay too much attention to other than Jack Flaherty starts. <laughs> they can be your NL team. And, 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 and I'll, yeah. 
<laughs> yes, you can be my, my, my ambassador. All right. So let's go ahead and look at your fallers, uh, the fallen of for the week. So at number 11, you've got the Philadelphia Phillies. Last week, they were at number seven. Yeah. I mean, they were due for a drop. I'm, I'm still a fan of the top end talent on the roster. Bryce Harper, JT Realmuto, Reese Hoskins, Alec Bohm, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Zach Eflin have all been pretty good. Um, but they're just not getting enough out of like the middle range, lower range tier players on that uh, roster, which has been a problem for a few years now. Lack of overall consistency, inability to like go on a winning streak, string a bunch of victories together, get high above the 500 mark. But you look at the NL East, um, everyone is underperforming so far this year. The, the Mets are the only team above 500. The Braves and Nationals have both disappointed greatly. Um, yeah, I'm, and I sh again, we talked about it. I, the Phillies did just beat my Cardinals in Monday night series opener at Bush Stadium, 2 nothing, And both runs came on Reese Hoskin ho homers off Adam Wainwright. And Hoskins now has the major league lead in, in home runs with eight. Um, so good to see him back. And, and when he if he can be like a 40 homer guy in that lineup, they'll, they'll be just fine. Moving on to your next uh, faller. Uh, are the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they're currently at number 17. Last week, they were at number four. Uh, so I'm interested in hearing your metho methodology uh, for this. Uh, just kind of taking a look at uh, players like Nick Castellanos. Uh, it seems as if uh, he's uh, offering some production still, uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing your re your reasoning here. I should correct myself if the final score of that Phillies Cardinals game was two to one. They, they scored a, a run in the bottom of the ninth. While we oh. were recording. <laughs> anyway, um, never never presume final scores in baseball. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, the Reds we were talking about, yeah, climbed into the the top five of these power rankings last week, but you know, coming off seven straight losses to the Indians, Diamondbacks, and Cardinals, uh, they have the Dodgers on Monday night as we're recording this. So yeah, call it call it the Drew Silva curse, <laughs> like you know, for them for them to be fourth last week and 17th this week i'm honestly kind of embarrassed about it. or let's call it the drew and janice curse you can shoulder some of the blame Great. even though even though they're my, they're my <laughs> stupid rankings um but yeah luis castillo has been bad amir garrett doesn't seem to be working out yet as the closer um some recent blow-ups and when the offense doesn't come through and it did not come through over the weekend in st louis you see the faults pretty quickly in this roster, I actually went to Friday's series opener between the Reds and Cardinals, by the way, I, I think my first live baseball game since September, 2019. Oh boy. And, uh, it was just awesome to be back in a ballpark, hanging out with friends, having some beers and eating peanuts. And that's yeah. It was that's goals, Drew. That that is goals. It made me. It seriously made me a little bit emotional. It could have been the Budweiser, but I was just like, <laughs> "This is this is exactly what I'm never going to take it grant for granted again." You know, that that, that is absolutely true. Yeah, I, I got to attend some games credentialed uh, last year, and I, I felt the same way. Like I, I got overly emotional and was like, I, "I will never take attending a baseball game in in person for granted yep. ever again." <laughs> All right, so moving on to your last uh, last of the fallen. Uh, you've got the Toronto Blue Jays at number 19. Last week, they were at 15. Yeah, a few other teams fell as far as the Jays this week, four spots. And actually, I think once I post my 
power rankings on Tuesday. I, I might even have the Twins as a bigger faller because they lost again on Monday night. Now they're seven and fourteen, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I wanted to highlight the, the Jays just a bit. If, if, if I'm allowed to cherry pick on this podcast, um, just a, what a big loss it is for Hyunjin Ryu getting removed from his start Sunday against the Rays with a glute strain. Um, I, I would, they didn't play on Monday, so they haven't made any, any transactions, but I, I would assume he's going to be placed on the injured list ahead of Tuesday's series opener against the nationals. That was already a pitching staff with a lot of question marks and Ryu has been tremendous since the Jays signed him to that four year, $80 million free agent deal in the, in the 2019, 2020 off season. Um, Nate Pearson is, is close to making his season debut. So that should help. And that's a lot to put on a young guy's shoulders. George Springer could be ready as early as that Tuesday series opener against Washington. Big off season addition has been sidelined by ob- oblique and quad issues. Um, that should help the lineup, but man, that pitching staff, I, I, I all I got to say is yikes. Like I, without Ryu, I, I just don't see them as a contending team, which is sad because man, I, in, in my first rankings, I'm, I think I had him like around seven. I know it was in the top 10, um, but I, I don't know how you can look at that rotation right now and, and think that's, that's a team th- to be scared of in the AL East. Yeah, uh, especially coming in from the offseason, they made some pretty great acquisitions. Uh, At least uh, Steven Matt seems to be a a good bright spot in that rotation. Uh, He's a 4-0, 231 ERA and 25 strikeouts. Uh, But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, it seems as if they've uh, been bitten by the injury bug. Yeah, that'll do it for uh, this week's Power Rankings show. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the Power Rankings column. goes up every Tuesday on NBC Sports Edge, usually late morning, early afternoon. Uh, Rankings, observations on all 30 teams. Rate and review the Circling the Bases podcast. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Drew Silve, and Janice is at Scuriosa. Yep, that's uh, it. Peace out. We'll see you next time. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.